It's a classic computing interview session. Hello, everyone. This is David Grealish, and I am live, if you will, at the Vintage Computer Festival Midwest in the greater Chicago area. Uh, I'm joined by Josh Bensenden. Benson on, uh, yes, that's right. Did I get it right? Okay, good. That's great. And, uh, wait, and Josh, where are we? Now, I forget. Where are we exactly in Chicago? We're near O'Hare Airport. Yeah. What's the name of this town? Elk Grove. Elk Grove, okay, right. right. So um, so I am joined by, by Josh here today, and we're going to have a little conversation about uh, something I have acquired uh, thanks to him. Um, it has a couple of different pieces about it, but basically it's a reproduction, it's a functional, compatible reproduction of the MSI. Um, and Josh, so it's made up of two main parts, one being uh, your creation. So let's see if I get all this right, and you'll jump in and correct me. So it's called the, the JAIR 8080, which is an Intel 8080 CPU board. Right. And, uh, and it's a standalone S100 board. And it could actually, of course, be used to reproduce you know, any S100 Intel 8080-based computer. Right. So an Altair, or MSI, or processor technology, even if we wanted to, right? Yes. Uh, but in this case, it's paired with... Uh, a front panel board. It's called the mini front panel board, and and in this case, it's patterned after an MSI with, and it's also got miniature MSI switches. Absolutely. Yes. So for all practical purposes, it's kind of like I now am a proud owner of a little mini MSI, and and that was produced by Dan Caprio. Yeah, Don Caprio. Don, oh, I got that wrong. That's okay. You got it right now. So Don Caprio, um, and then it is sitting on a Zap Systems S100 motherboard backplane. And um, so, go ahead. So, my my specific one. Go ahead and describe it a little bit more in detail. Um, so, so Josh, um, you know, acquired the parts for me. I, you know, I of course paid him for this, and also uh, he was nice enough to assemble it for me because it's not my strong point. Which I paid him a little something for that too. Just by the way, well, thank he's you. Not, he's not into doing free. Well, <laughs> very fair, and reasonable, um, and yeah. You know, so anyway, so. So tell me and the listening audience a little more about you know, what I'm now the proud owner of and what potentially other people could could build for themselves or acquire. Absolutely. So the face of the computer is a um, mini front panel board that's from Don Caprio. And uh, now, did that come first, or did your board? Um, surprisingly, they came almost simultaneously. Um, Don Caprio um, was actually after building a full-size replacement board for his inside computer. He, he just couldn't seem to find one, so he, he wanted just to build his own. Oh, okay. And, um, and he actually got a little help from uh, Rich Sini. And, Heard uh, him. Yeah, and, um, and at some point or another, um, I joined the picture because I came in with an 8080 board. Uh, and... Now, why did you? So we we learned why uh, Don built his board. So why did you build your board? What was the why? What was the reason for it? Okay, the um, after I, I actually acquired a full MSI computer about three or four years ago, uh-huh. and I then took on the the daunting task of repairing the boards one by one and and, and getting the computer up and running it. It came um, with the original CPU, the front panel, I had some memory in there, and uh, it had two floppy drive controllers, um, a multi, uh, a serial port, and I, of course, you know, went through the normal routine to power it all up nice and slowly, and 
uh, pulled out all the boards and just you know checked about the power supply first and uh, before I even did all that I did a lot of research on how I should power it up and uh, so indeed I, I when I finally get it powered up I checked out the power supply and that was good and that was about the only thing that was good uh. because after that the front panel the CPU board they weren't working so I had to repair each one of those and um, had to repair then later on the uh, the the I/O board and the RAM board and, and and I didn't even know which floppy drive to work with and then, and then the floppy drives themselves I had to repair. Uh, long story short, it took a good part of a full year before I brought that computer from uh, you know a, a, a back shelf garage computer to a working system where I had CPM up and running. Um, after that, I, I felt really good about that. I got myself my working inside computer, and, and I ended up visiting at the local computer museum in Brantford in Ontario. And there I saw, I saw in the corner uh, an inside computer sitting by itself, uh, not powered or anything. And I, I asked, well, what, you know, what gives? And um, they told me, well, it's not working. You know, so we just you know have it on for display. So I, I thought, well, great, I'll take on the task of you know, getting this computer up and running, and and on my drive home, I thought to myself, uh, oh gee, do I want to spend another year, uh, you know, chasing bugs board by board and you know, battlefield by battlefield, so to speak? And I thought, no, no, I think I'm, I want to make a quick solution for this. I want to come up with a new board, you know, that can work that front panel and and, and huh. make something happen with that computer right. without all the, uh, you know, without all that work. Hmm. So that is the that started the uh, this, this replacement board and and then I got onto the S100 group at that point with uh, John Monahan okay and uh, and Andrew Lynch actually was uh, it was actually Andrew Lynch that started the uh, N8 Vem group that's actually his call signs his ham call signs okay and he started that group and he. Um, I had some boards that I, ne- I needed to, you know, progress my project and uh, like to prototyping boards, and and I and I used them as a to to, to get my you know. and then I also used uh, the web the the, the actual S one hundred group and mentioned my idea of this project and uh, got a lot of input from them. You know, if I'm doing this, I might as well get more input and do my research and and see what everybody wants. And uh, when I got all the uh, the wish lists from everyone, it became a very big list. Really? <laughs> and yeah, and uh, and and then from there, I just tackled it, you know, uh, bit by bit, and I created a replacement CPU board that would work for the uh, IMSI. And, and at the same time, I thought, well, it, it, it might as well do a, be a replacement board for the any S one hundred then, right? Well, and for well, particularly for the Altair. Yeah. So it actually has both front panel connectors for the Altair and the MSI. So because those are unique, then the yeah. front for a front panel S one. Like, would it work? Then would it work like uh, in a CompuPro or something? If you didn't have a front panel, then it doesn't matter what connect. You know. Uh, yes, it would. Abs- it would work fine. It's a, it's a mute issue. The front panel connections at that point. Yeah. But but in your but you made it so that it actually is compatible because they're two different kind of. 
connections, I guess. Exactly, there are two oh, different okay. connections, and um, and for some, uh, I don't know why, but the IMSI connector became more of the um, the standard de facto. Everyone went to that type of when they when they created the the, the, the Z80 boards later and other bo- other CPU boards. Mm-hmm. They if they offered a front panel connection if at all, it would have been the IMSI type front uh, panel. Did all did uh, MITS stick with theirs the whole time? I guess with their own. Well, MITS went on. Uh, they, I guess yes. they, I guess they got rid of the front panels by like '78 or something. Well, anyway, right? yeah, so, MITS so. went on to do the the, the, the Altair 680. Yeah. So they they were more or less going a different direction, and I guess, and I believe, I think at some point they sold themselves to the the the, the, the yeah. drive. Um, Shoot, not Shugart. Uh, darn it. Starts with a P, I believe. Per- yeah, it'll come to me. Yeah. So yeah, right. Ed Roberts sold the company, and right, and, I, and then they kind of went away. <laughs> All tear in a couple of years or mitts. Um, right. Oh, I can't think of the name of the company. But go ahead. Okay, so uh, I figured, you know what? Not a problem. I'm just going to add this X second connector in there, and uh, I'll be compatible with either front panel. Well, to my surprise, I uh, I studied much further the front panels of the two computers. And I found there was differences in, in the front panels and the CPU boards, and and they weren't as interchangeable as just having a different type of connector. So uh, apparently, uh, I came up with a solution with uh, I believe four jumpers. You just set for these four jumpers one way or the other, and it will now operate in an Altair or an Imsi type environment. Uh, you know, and I believe the Altair is very unique. You know, I don't think too many people copied the Altair, but a lot of people make clones of the MSI. Yeah, you know, right? The, the clone of the clone. Right. Well, the MSI kind of stat was the clone. Was the first clone. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the first de facto standard, really, and I, the hardware. I do believe. Uh, I do believe Altair and MSI. Um, went to court. They were. I think they were fighting uh, this, this. 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 Oh. The clone war. Oh, I'll have to look more into that. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure. So, you know, I don't think I'd heard anything about that. I I thought I I thought I know I, that Ed Roberts wasn't happy about you know the like the renaming of the bus, and uh, but I didn't know if he ever sued anyone or I don't know if it was patented. Maybe that. Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting mm-hmm. to find out. Yeah, the I, company, by the way, was uh, Pertech. So Pertech bought. Oh, right. That's it. Yeah. I, I knew the P part, and I just forgot the rest. Well, me too. <laughs> Don't feel bad. So, okay. Um, so, so, and that's S100, uh, S100computers.com is the website. Yes. The community you spoke of. And uh, so that's definitely like the, the, the central place to find out more information. And right. then there's a forum there and all. Yeah. And that's, that's run by John Monahan. Yes. Looking at the notes here. So and, and previously it was mainly run by uh, I mentioned his name Andrew Lynch and he did oh, the, and it was the I've originally called too. the N8 Vem Group. Okay. And that was and and, and I guess Andrew just uh, you know he, he had his fun he did his things and and I guess he changed his life priorities changed a little bit and yeah and he shifted off a little bit and we. And everyone just migrated over to the S100 group, and uh, we flocked to the, and then we're just sort of hovering around John Monahan and his. Yeah, it's a really work. active group. So the whole S100, you know, yeah, me as a sort of an outsider, you know, trying to be a, to dip my toe in as an insider now, but it's actually um, 
the S100 community is pretty on fire, where it was sort of quiet there for a long time. It, is it seemed a- like. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. John Monahan is taking S100. Um, oh, he just came out with a, like a, a new product, right? Or new yeah. Board. 46? Correct. Uh, oh. Uh, slow down there. We're, okay. We're, uh, he, first, he decided that he wanted uh, to, to see what would the S100 board look like if we ran a PC-type uh, processor on there. So he came up with an 8088 okay. CPU board. Right. And right off the bat, he repurposed the... Um, I shouldn't say he repurposed. He he uh, enforced the IEEE 696 uh, standard for the S100, and that allows the S100 bus to to be a 16-bit bus, not just an 8-bit bus. Really? With 24-bit addressing. So the S100 bus was going, you know, larger and bigger and better, um, but you know, of course, the PC squashed it all. Yeah. But uh, but you know, but if the PC didn't squash it, wow, where would the S100 bus be today? And that's what John is pursuing, and he, from after the success of his ADA, alternate history, alternate, uh, yeah, what would have been? <laughs> that's interesting. Right, it's all the timeline. And he went on to build a 286 board, a 386 board, Imagine. and now he's at his 486 board. And just incredible what kind of speeds you can get out of a, an S100 bus. Just, as far as you know, is he planning to go like Pentium next? Oh, well, I think he's ready Something to changed. stop at, at, at 486, but you know, I won't speak for him. But, but, but maybe if there's enough interest, you just never know. You know, it's uh, at, at the moment, he's uh, I think he's quite overwhelmed with the with the, with the number of boards and uh, that he's you know yeah. uh, juggling and his website if you check it out it's a wealth of S100 information there mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to put it in the show notes so as much of this we can cram in the show notes with you know links and so on and he's uh, uh, yeah perfect he's he's also doing now one um, uh, we should mention uh, with Terry Walker uh, and Terry Walker is the original ma- uh, maker of the uh, Chromemco Dazzler. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I read that. And, and when I was looking at the forums and stuff, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I had a Chromemco Dazzler years ago, really? and of course I didn't know what to do with it or how. You know, so I had it, you know, out of a case. And, sure. You know, it's that two big boards, and um, that's right. you know, that's fairly rare. You know, even years ago when I had it, it was pretty rare. And um, I traded it with somebody, and I think he still has it. A guy in Florida who was a big, was a big collector at the time. I have to ask him about it. Interesting. Maybe it's the one I just bought recently myself. I managed to get my hands on one. I'm so happy to get Where, one. Where'd you? Who'd you buy it from? Oh, I. Uh, it was a guy in Florida, South Florida, by any chance? I, I think he was actually no. I think he was in a Texas area. Okay. So my, my, I mean, you know, there's some floating around. You know. But. Uh, Texas, Florida. It's uh, you know to us Canadians, it's all the same. It's 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 a warm state. <laughs> oh, and you know, I should have started off with this. So just real quick, Josh. So tell us a little bit more about you. So you're Canadian, and you mentioned the Computer Museum, which I'm going to find a link to that, and I'll put in the show notes. So where do you live in in Toronto, Ontario? So is Brantford, Ontario, is right in that area? Oh yeah, it's about uh, about an hour and a half west of Toronto. Okay, so, so you're from it? Toronto, yes, and you've lived here a long time, like you all my life, yes. yeah. Right. I know it's, I've never been there. I know it's a beautiful place. It's I know beautiful. I've, heard, I've only heard great things about it. The, the, but the traffic rivals Chicago traffic. Any really? Yeah, it's oh, a big yeah, city. It's a big city. You got lots of people around. And what do you do for a living? 
I work for a security company. Oh, uh, you mentioned it yeah, to me, right? Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, as like an engineer. And well, as a field as a field technician first, okay. and now I'm a system designer. I I put together um, work more with sales and the the, the planning of oh these, uh, professional security. services. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, I come out of card a- access and CCTV. Okay, so you have a professional background that comes into play with a lot of this. Yes. Obviously, too, which is usually it the helps. case. You know, some people totally self-learn this kind of stuff, but uh, okay, that makes religious. sense. Um, so let's see, what else I want to ask you about? So, how many like of your so your board particularly? How many have you made then? Do you think or, or sold or? Well, um, it's actually got. There's been two revisions of the board. The original revision, which um, came out of the first uh, wish list of everyone. That uh, how long ago was that? That was about two years ago. Okay. And there was um, forty of those boards made. Uh-huh. Okay, and th- those are all long gone. They've all been, you know, um, purchased by the group, the N8 Vem group, uh, and then uh, which one, whatever, whatever ones weren't purchased by them were soon purchased by people getting into it and discovering it, and um, then there was. This next version of board was um, I added some extra features to it to uh, based on feedback from the first board, uh, a couple of corrections. You know, there was always some little mistakes, so I got those uh, fixed up. And then I added uh, I added three features to it, and um, and those are to basically had a an FTDI, which lets you hook up a USB powered uh, um, serial port, and uh, the other big feature is it's it can be jumpered to not require a front board. So if you want to run this as a single board computer, you can you can do so. And um, and of this board, there was a um, hundred of them made, and I'm at the point where I think I've sold off about uh, seventy of them. Okay. So. So you do have some for sale. Yes. There's but but left for where sale. you it, you put it together though. Um, right, or where they put it together? No, I sold, are, I sold the majority of them as blanks, and okay. the, the and the buyer is to, you know picks up the parts and the schematics, the bill of material, the saw. These are all available on John Monahan's website, uh, including all of the code that is, that is put on the SD card. Uh, uh-huh. I guess we didn't talk about the features of the board, but um, so the, the board has. It's an 8080 processor, and mm-hmm. it's basically meant to be an all-in-one board. So we can it will replace all the other boards in your computer. I was going to ask you that. It's, it's essentially it is the computer, but just without right. got to have power and otherwise. So, but it's it could run by itself. Exactly. It's got RAM on there and exactly. Okay. And ROM, so it can boot up, and it's got serial ports and parallel ports. So and the and and it's got an SD card. Yeah. Uh, with a discrete logic SPI um, uh, device. Okay, so there's no SPI port chip, so I just built one up with just a shift register and a couple of counters, and uh, that is what is, is used to talk to the SD card. Hmm. So it talks to the FAT16 on the SD card, and, and that just means that your SD card is just your plain Jane SD card that you can plug into your uh, laptop and transfer files to back and forth. And uh, it treats a file, a single file on that SD card as a whole disk image. Yeah. And so it opens up that file and it reads the first few bytes and that's what it boots from. And um, so 
all these features, the, so the, the source code for the firmware and the contents of that SD card, the schematics, are all on John's website, so you can build it up yourself. And the ones that, there are a few people that don't want to build are either, you know, they don't trust their, uh, or they don't have, or they don't want to uh, do soldering, that is, or, or there perhaps are some, uh, some people that just, I don't know, they, they, uh, they're having, like me, having a failing eyesight and, and just can't see as well as, they, as we could, you know, when yeah. we were younger. So, you know what, they wanted to have a, a complete built, tested unit, so no problem, I will build and, uh, and test the unit, make sure it's all working, and uh, that way, you know, you can have cool. something that's yeah. ready to go out of the box. Excellent. I took advantage of that. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. a happy customer. And, um, and so, you know, by the way, also in the show notes, I'll have some uh, pictures of, of, of what you have on display here at the show, as well as when I get home, I'm going to take some nice pictures of mine and put those on there. And I'm going to try to take some video. Maybe let's see if I, I should be able to post that too, but, but we'll make that happen. Um, so, so do me a favor. Imagine, you know, so you're picturing... Uh, let's go with mine because I'm going to be able to take more intimate photos of my specific one. Sure. So, so for the listening audience, you know, pick, picture mine, and I know you can picture it well because you built it for me. <laughs> so, kind of describe it. Describe it to people, and you know, even if they're looking at a picture like you're describing it, um, you know, how it, it's sitting on top of what was like a uh, like a sort of a lock box. It could almost be right. like a cash box, but it's it's like a side panel box. And then you built, so I'll let you go from there, you built, you built the power supply. Right, for right. So the, um, <clears throat> well, there, so it's a pair of S100 boards on the top uh, plugged into the motherboard. The motherboard is a Zap Pro Systems, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's you know, your standard S100. There's no uh, actual card cage or card frame to hold it in place. It's, right. Um, what I have done just to give a little bit more improved stability is, um, and, and, and my friend Walter uh, Moraga, uh, gave me this idea was to, to, to build a, to put a couple of spacers between the boards and yeah. just let one board uh, brace itself against the other so you can operate right, very switches good. yeah it works great ideally uh, I guess a card cage and a full cabinet would be you know well suited for this but you know that's what the, I actually kind of like it I you know okay. I know we talked about I have an Altair clone Right. So, so you know, from the outside, is completely authentic looking and the beautiful case and all that. I love it, but in this case, I actually really like uh, the idea of it being more. I can't think of a better term to use: raw or, or oh, open. open air. Yeah, yeah that's just with the boards and the you know right. the, the little LEDs and on the board and just pan. It's know, just it's just really cool. It gives it a. You know what? It absolutely does. It it lets you see that there isn't a whole lot to that computer. Just a bunch of little chips living on a board. Yeah, and you can and in between it's just air. You know, and that's yeah, if anything, what might be cool later on is get maybe like an acrylic case top. They can just go right over it. You can take it off and you can see through it. Perfect. It would make it really neat, I think. Perfect. And it's, it's all mounted on, on the base of the, the unit. It's just basically uh, an old uh, security panel that was you know, long gone, discarded. And, and, that's, um, and inside there is a... <clears throat> and I'll take pictures of what you're just yeah. the power supply because it's beautiful power too. Yeah, well, the power supply <laughs> is it's a it's not a switching power supply. It's the old fashioned um, what's the word for it? Linear, linear or, or uh, yeah, non switching power yeah, supply. Right. <clears throat> Like what the original had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know you said you repurposed all you know, you existing parts and 
you know, utilize what you had to make this it. was yeah this was a the fire supply was kind of a you know I, I threw that in as a as a, a as a home built junk box fire supply and, and yeah. it's, but it's still a decent still you you've got about 10 amps on the 8 volt line which could run about uh, well, easy about you know five or six boards uh, you know maybe more yeah and uh, so it's got room for some expansion if you if you need it and um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I can't think of anything else to say about the power supply. It's the well, power supply. Let me, well, let me ask you this. And, and again, I'll take some great pictures to show everybody what, what that looks like. Um, but if someone gets just the, the CPU board from you, so so they, can they just buy some little wall wart basic little power supply and just go that route if they wanted to? Um, or what's the requirement sent to power that board? Well, you're going to need at least about, I, I'd recommend about two amps to power that board. And you're going to need the full S100 power, which is the plus eight. Okay. Plus, and plus minus sixteen. Okay. So uh, I guess is that listed on like uh, John's page? You know, the description about what you need, where to get it, and so do, so the person, if they're say building themselves, they don't necessarily have to try to duplicate what you did. Correct. There's there's easier solutions maybe for someone who doesn't know how to do that. Or? Absolutely. There's okay. a, a fair number of switching power supplies you can buy online, and uh, I believe Meanwell makes uh, some some very decent power supplies, and they're. Um, a number of the, of the S100 hobbyists are using those power supplies. They are switching power supplies, very efficient, and they run cool uh, and very quiet. So um, that makes a great alternative for a you know a new S100 system, mm-hmm. and and more in line with uh, with John's idea of the alternate um, uh, type of computer. You know where you got you know these cool switching power supplies versus the old-fashioned power hogs. You know where that didn't have a very good efficiency. The, that's what the old right. these old linear power supplies are like. That um, I could say one more thing about the power supply. Yeah, it uses ahead. the yeah. uh, the old-fashioned. Um, uh, computer grade capacitor, which looks like this big <laughs> cylinder. Yeah, yeah. You know the picture of that will. You know it looks like a, I guess like a can of tomato juice or something. <laughs> yeah, they're huge and yeah. And um, right. I, you know, I, I've owned some you know real S one hundreds over the years. Not in a long time, unfortunately. But um, you know that's the biggest thing. You get a yeah. you know this big computer. You take the case off, and basically you've got. One one side, one third of it is all power supply, and it would have like two or three of those guys in there. Yes, you know, like I've had a CompuPro before. That was a big heavy duty one, and um, just as we talked about this, yeah, I've owned an MSI, and I've owned a generic, this generic S100 case with no front panel on it, and then I had a, a one of the first ones I ever got when I started collecting was actually a uh, 8800B turnkey. Yes. At, which was really cool, but at the time I was kind of disappointed because I wanted because <laughs> I wanted the the, the, the the cool looking front panel one. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so and the reason for that is you know what they had the right they had the right idea that, that you have to reduce the cost and mm-hmm. those switches and 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 the switches on Don Caprio's uh, machine. They're not cheap. Right, right. Don went to NKK switches and he had a special order made and uh, to. And he had to get enough quantity yeah. to be of interest for them to make them. And even though there was a lot, a, a decent quantity, they still were not cheap. Mm-hmm. They're very elegant switches made with this very smooth plastic. And that, they're that, nice. That, um, they're called paddle switches, right? Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. And they um, and he's got and he modeled it very much after the the inside uh, using the same color scheme, the the, the blue and red. Yeah. And um, so, and of course, back in the day, you know the. You know, with 
true front panel operation, you know, the, the Altair switches were horrible on the fingers. And, yeah. and then that MSI was such like a you know, huge improvement. The paddle switches were like night and day better. Absolutely. You know, than, than even the improved Altair ones they went with after. I don't know why they didn't. They should have said, uh, "Yeah, we should use paddle switches." <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, I'm, I'm, well, it was short lived because then it they, all went they, away. They all yeah. learned that you know, wait, we can get ROMs in there, monitor ROMs, boot ROMs, and yep. uh, the floppy drives, and that was the future. And so before before they had the the, the ability to correct their uh, that uh, that oversight. Um, you know that that, that MSI was very clever to to, to pick up on. Yeah. Um, they you know they, they never had a chance to, to, to do you know to do anything more. Right. And right. they actually the Altair came out with a well the, the, the turnkey computer actually had a decent power supply versus the original Altair which only came with like a six amp power supply which was not enough to run all the RAM that you needed. And, yeah. You know that's uh, uh, that's something else I, I should mention about my board the uh, I call it the JR um, eighty eighty and that's and that. All right, and explain why right. before we start recording. So real quick, yeah. why, why? That was the, uh, well, it started off as the Air 8080, and that stood for the Altair MSI replacement. And, yeah, all right, 88 CPU to, board. And I had to put Altair first because, oh, you know, chronologically and, right. and historically. the. Um, uh, but then I figured, well, if anyone's looking for Air, they're going to probably find, you know, a million billion hits on the Internet. So I figured I'll just call it Jared's, you know, Pre, uh, prefix it with my uh, my initial and you know makes it special makes it unique and then hopefully something that can they can find information on just that when mm-hmm. you when you look for it so you know we, I call it the JR8080 project cool. um, on the board itself I believe I just call it the uh, 8080 replacement or um, something like that, or the S100 computers anyway the um, talking about historically the 8080 was um, Probably my first own microprocessor chip. I must have been about 12 or 13 years old, and I went to into Radio Shack one day, and I bought one of their famous grab bags, and for like five bucks, and I got it home. Actually, before I even left the store, I'm opening yeah. it up and looking inside, and to my surprise, there was an 8080 microprocessor chip inside. Wow! And this was the you know in the um, uh, Radio Shack packaging and stapled to the back was the data sheet. Uh, so of course, you know, I got it home. I unstated, took it all apart, took a look, and and I read that data sheet cover to cover and and fantasized <laughs> how I can make an 8080 computer. And you know, here's a 13 year old kid thinking about this, and and, and, and it requires all these voltages. Uh, right. You know, we mentioned the eight and sixteen. Well, they're actually used to create the uh, the the five and the plus minus five and the plus twelve volts required for the eighty eight. And and, uh, and and as a kid, I just couldn't see myself, you know, making a complicated power supply for that. And and uh, and I and plus further, the eighty eighty is not a complete microprocessor like we. Um, uh, that we know it, it, it requires two support chips. It requires the clock generator mm-hmm. and a bus um, generator or a bus uh, register. Okay, and so I'm looking, I've only got one of three chips over here, and, and at the same I guess that time, was their hope you'd come buy the rest of the stuff, right? <laughs> that's the whole point of it, maybe. Yeah, well, that maybe. Well, actually, that's, that, that's not fair to Intel. Uh, the, 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 the truth is. Well, I mean, Radio Shack and putting it in the. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, maybe, Radio Shack, like yeah you had to come back, back and get, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. I never thought of it that way. Hmm, <laughs> yeah, maybe there was something to that. Yeah. 
that makes sense now. You know what? The grab bag, just enough to tease you to get you back in right. the door yeah. and buy more. Mm. Lost leader. <laughs> you know what? Everyone's thinking marketing. Oh, well. Hey. The, uh, it, was, it was all good. So I was hemming and hawing between building an 8080 type computer and just around the same time I discovered the Cosmic Elf, a 202 mini computer. It uses a single 5 volt, it doesn't require these extra chips, it was more affordable and I ended up going that route. Mm -hmm. And uh, And I have some, I'll make sure I have some really good pictures of your exhibit. So of course your exhibit is, is all about the 1802. Even though you love the eighty eighty, obviously too. But Absolutely, there's a place for it. But yeah, so so that's kind of your your actual first love, and uh, lots of cool stuff going on there. Absolutely. So so let me ask you just a couple other questions, and I guess we'll wrap it up. Get back to the show. So you have you have some for sale still Absolutely. of the boards. Yes. yes. Um, D- Don Caprio's boards are there. There's no more of those for sale. Or no, I believe Don still a few, has a stock of those, and he still has a few switch sets available. So, okay. You know that's uh, and if there's enough interest, I'm sure we can go back after NKK and and do another run. It's, okay. It's, that's all. Well, hopefully this interview would generate even more. You know, outsider. Yeah, all the insiders they know about it, right? And uh, but yeah, so the yeah. forum s100computers.com that's the place for this. And it's really exciting to you know to see all this activity and enthusiasm and uh, yeah, it was an exciting time in, in computing. Oh yes, you know, and it's yeah, and that's all the granddaddy of uh, and, and you know also like what you described from you as a thirteen year old. There's um, yeah, there's a lot of parallels between the modern maker movement. I know we talked about this a little bit. Yes. And uh, you know, um, the hands-on imperative and the maker movement. And, you know, with the Raspberry Pi, things are a lot harder back then. But there's a big parallel between the two worlds. And what you had as a teenager was just a lot harder. Yeah. But that's yeah. why that S100 time frame is really, you know, that was the, the hobbyist movement, which was the, sort of like the maker movement, I guess yes. what I'm saying. And I guess why I'm so big on the S100 today is because I used to see all the ads and all the projects and popular electronics and including the Chromenco Dazzler which is very important to me because uh, first and foremost my, my collection isn't so much uh, a vintage computer but vintage electronics yeah. based around popular and radio electronics magazines and uh, so uh, I, I meant uh, came, came to mind I wanted to mention one more feature sure. of yeah. the JR8080 uh, the it, it has the ability to um, uh, even, it's got full 64K of RAM in there, but you can notch out any kind of memory if you want and access external memory on the bus. So if you are, you can use it as a tool to help test other boards on your computer. And if you like, you can, you can even jumper the CPU out and use it for its RAM and test your CPU board. Yeah. So it has a lot of uh, flexibility in its configuration to help you uh, test and run other boards. And you know, so you can use it uh, basically as a tool. And uh, that's just a text. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're almost done. We're but um, my poor wife, she's watching the booth. <laughs> oh, well, got to right. do interviews. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that, though, because, yeah, that's a niche. That's an important also niche that your board fills because um, it's, you know, it's only going to get harder and harder to to support the old equipment so you're right so obviously you know from what you said is your, your board's also a great troubleshooting tool you know yes. of, of existing old stuff and that's what's that's what's really cool too about it is that it, it's compatible it's not just a reproduction work alike there's other names for it um, so for instance like my Altair clone by Mike Douglas is beautiful and wonderful and it's for all practical purposes if you're sitting in front of it and using it you are absolutely using a real Altair but it is not a real Altair inside it's not 
the real bus or any of that stuff inside. So, and that's okay, but that's what I'm getting at is where, you know, what you're doing um, and then what uh, Bob Applegate with the, the SWTPC, the yeah, well, SS50, yeah. where these are, these are true bus compatible reproduction work along with, you know, d- devices. And that's an interesting that's kind of a new trend in, in this, I think. Yes. Well, that, that Altair replica is absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. I've seen, my, my friend Walter has one, and I looked at it, and honestly, I, I didn't know it was an, a replica. I yeah, did I, not know it. I, well, I think it's, again, the way, you know, it's functionality. It's not emulating. I don't, now I could be wrong. I emulated, I mean, emulated. <laughs> I interviewed Mike. So I don't remember <laughs> now. It's been a while. But I think, again, for all practical purposes, it's a real Altair. But, but again, from a hardware standpoint, it doesn't have an S one hundred bus, and it's—I mean—it's not a real Altair from that standpoint. You can't. Oh, it's a real Altair. I want to plug in this, you know, SIO board. Well, now you can't do that because it's not a real Altair in that sense. But yeah, I believe it's a real. But yeah, it's amazing. And, and of course, you pick it up though, and it doesn't yes. weigh anything. Well, that's just it. That's it. <laughs> that's uh, what's funny about uh, it. Actually, uh, no, I, I'm not—I'm not certain. I—I I vaguely think it is simulated. I think he's got an ARM processor. Maybe so. Or yeah, I think but, it must be really. Now I think. But, about it. but you but you just mentioned the giveaway is when you pick it up. Yeah. When you when you pick that up, you pick up the old one with the big, uh, you know, twenty pound transformer inside here yeah yeah but i guess it's um so now we're going to get caught up in that is it would it be fair to say it's like like it's hardware emulated well even emulated where yeah. it's truly it's not just simulating but actually it's truly operating internally like an altair code wise and all that stuff oh absolutely processor and then of course the cpm and all that but then obviously from a hardware standpoint it's not but anyway, well but but no no we'll it, get back to it is he is emulating the full hardware so you yeah. can interface so that's a little different yeah you then, can if you added some more wires I'm sure you could have that interface into an S100 bus and and have yeah. it do everything the the original author did it, it's just I think he was just doing that to um, oh yeah bring the cost to oh yeah you know, there's the, no way he could have delivered it otherwise. at that price no like, it's oh. a bargain some people oh six no. it's still as far as I know it's still six seven hundred dollars. Or right. whatever, which is was amazing with that reproduction case. But anyway, go. I have an interview with Mike Douglas about that. Go look it up. We'll yeah, get off sure that. Thing. So back to. Sure so um, yeah. So just so I'll put all the show notes in some pictures, and people can come look at the community and see pictures of, of what mine and yours. Right. And uh, and yeah, it's a, it's an exciting, interesting community to be a part of. And I want to mention one thing. Going sure. back to the weight of that computer, uh, it reminds <laughs> me of, of a good joke. Uh, yeah, the, you know the, the the little SD card uh, drives that I'm emulating on mine. Uh, well, they're emulating the full eight-inch drives. And, uh, and the only difference between the two is, is uh, it doesn't hurt so much if uh, if you drop an SD card on your foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, like till I've owned some stuff over the years, I used to have you know a dual eight-inch disk drive assembly. Uh-huh. And that was the heaviest thing I, I ever oh, owned. Oh yeah, because you know, power supply. it was like it was sixty pounds. I want to say or seventy. Yeah, yeah, because you had the big giant power supply behind it, or yeah. the you know the whole mechanism of the dual eight inch was That's crazy. Right. You That's know, right. heavy. And a heavy duty metal case. Oh yeah, that was with my um, I guess my my CompuPro, which had dual processors in it. By the way, I don't remember a lot about it. I remember I had I think eighty eighty and eighty eighty five. Does that sound right? Yeah, it was really interesting. Right. It had like dual processors, yeah. but. That sounds, that sounds good. Anyway, oh, good talking to you, Josh. No, uh, thank you very much, David. I know. Thank you. S- see, you back, see you back on the show. See you at the show.